Hello everyone, we got a return guest today. We have Pamela Vichy here today and uh, she is back. And if you all recall uh, a couple months ago, I guess, we were talking about connecting with God and I just thought that, that it was such amazing things that we were talking about. I wanted to invite her back and have her, you know, talk about that. And I uh, think a little bit about revelation we want to get into because what all is going on, you know, uh, in our world, there's just a lot of things that may cause confusion. And, you know, you really got to read in the word and find out, you know, what the signs are. And uh, Pamela, welcome. Thank you for having me back again. I'm excited to see where our conversation goes this time. Absolutely. We just, that's what I like about Pamela. We just play, you know, we just go along with the flow. And that, that's, that. yeah, that's cool with me. <laughs> me too. All right. So, Pamela, when, when, when all the stuff that's, that's, that's happening, we see, and it seems to happen, it's, it's happening so fast. I can't keep up with it within the news. And mm -hmm. I don't believe a lot of the news, but, you know, it goes back to where do we, we're, we're, if we're wondering as Christians, uh, in the, what the signs that Jesus said, I think is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He was telling about the stuff in Matthew 24, you know, wars and rumors of wars and, you know, but he also says, you know, don't, I'm paraphrasing, don't panic. Yeah. <clears throat> but this is just, uh, you know, this has to happen before the real deal happens. I think that's where we're at now. What about you? I mean, I kind of go back and forth, but because here's the reason I just say that because my dad was a history teacher. And I remember he was always saying, you know, because every time there was like a lot of chaos in the world, you know, he'd always go. Now, remember, a lot of people are thinking, getting all afraid and stuff. He says, but this is the nature of the world we live in. And it's like goes and, ebb, you know, ebb and flows. And, you know, and even if we look at the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament, it, you know, ebbed and flowed where, you know, they were doing well for a while, then all this catastrophe. It was kind of like the nature of life on earth. But what I'm kind of kind of feeling is, and whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling that it's time for us as humans to get out of that cycle of the Old Testament and to step fully into the New Covenant where you know, everything is available to us, but we're still stuck in the old pattern of the Old Testament. And, you know, we're still repeating the same mistakes and the same stuff over and over. So I think really this, the difference I think here, what's going on are, it's kind of like what you just said, things are happening closer and closer together. So there's less time between events. And it's really squeezing the pressure on, I think, all of us to come into a more um, unified oneness with God. So you think maybe this is like part of the revival that God is going to create? Maybe he's, he's uh, doing a cleansing uh, of our nation possibility, that kind of a thing? Or? Yeah, and like I said, I'm not certain. It could be what you were just saying, too. It yeah. could be, you know, that we're... I really do believe we're supposed to move into, you know, what the new Testament said, the new covenant. Right. Right. And so I think that it's like, I'm not going to do, I'm knocking on the door right. with what's going on. And, you know, it's just my feeling that we as a people have to get up to where God is and yes. he's going to get us there kicking and screaming or of our own free will. 
Right, right. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of possibilities. It also could be that he's he he wants to uh, uh, you know bring America back. It's his America. We were founded on his word, and uh, because a lot of this stuff, the reason why I'm thinking that too, a lot of the stuff he's exposing the evil. Mm-hmm. Everything they're doing is failing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's like they're getting their hand caught in a cookie jar, so to speak, every time. Yeah, that's. And, you know, and it, you just keep you just keep seeing it over and over. Everything they try to do, they they fail because this new world order thing that they're trying to do, it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. I mean, was, I mean, America's starting to wake up. Yeah. And um, you know, it, who knows? But I, I I have a feeling something big is going to happen very very soon uh, to our nation. Yeah. And I think it's going to be for the good in the long run. But we have to go through a lot of pain, unfortunately. Yeah. I- <laughs> I believe that too. You know, I mean, I mean, it starts at the the gas pump and everything else, the food and every, you know, and uh, yeah, you, know, you, you, you see a lot of the stuff. I think is pre-planned from the from the evil side, you know, to destroy God's country. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, this is my personal opinion. When America falls, the whole world falls. Saint knows that. You know, mm-hmm. we're the land of the free, and you know, we're spreading God freely to spread God's word. You know, yeah. what do you think of that? Yeah. Um. I would, I mean, I agree that, you know, there's forces of evil definitely within our own country and attacking our country and all of those things. But I, the one thing I think is important to point out is, um, how was I, how was I thinking when you were talking? Like we're feeling, you know how you're saying we're feeling all the pressure at the pump and at the, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I believe even though it's, you know, evil, I, and I should say that I got a revelation or just, I get, sometimes I get a word when I'm sitting in this quiet and just two nights ago, I got a word kind of along the lines of don't fear and don't put your focus on what's going on in the world. Because even though it looks chaotic and crazy and whatever, he, he was saying, I'm in control. And so to put your eyes on me yes. and to remember, you know, don't get caught up in what you see going on in the world. And of course, that, you know, of course, that's easy to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're only human, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of times we as Christians, especially, we forget that evil is still under God's footstool. And there is they can't do anything without his permission so and i'm not saying that god is saying okay have your way with them but right you know there's a reason that he's allowing it maybe we don't understand why it is and i know it's not he's not trying to punish us or you know anything like that but i do know the nature of man is that we will not change nine times out of ten until we're forced to change yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, that, and that's what it takes, right? Yeah, and I mean, and I'm not saying that's you know who knows what God's doing, yeah. but um, I just know that's the nature of man, and especially I think it even goes maybe even a little deeper for Christians because Christians are always like, well, we'll just pray to God and we'll ask Him for whatever we need or whatever, which is you know a good thing. But they just want him, They in faith, they want to just receive without them having to do 
any changing of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. You know, like, please heal me from my sickness. Please do this. Please do that. Which God is willing to do. But if it's at, at the expense of you and your growth and your evolution with him, He's not going to do it until you start making some changes in the direction. Yeah. So, yeah. In and your heart, mindset, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of where we are in the world, especially in America. I think he's really trying to just get us, get our attention, however mm-hmm. it takes and get us to kind of wake up because COVID really didn't work. No, it didn't work. Boy, everybody yeah. went back to the same old, you yeah. know? The well, now old. they're trying monkeypox, so. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, it's just like kind of stepping up the heat until we kind of wake up to a new yep. a new way, you know. And I think it starts individually because as an individual, you know, it's kind of like politics. It's the grassroots. The grassroots have to change in order for the big change to happen. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. There's lots of crazy stuff going on, and I think there's – a reason for it, but I don't know what that is. And yeah, like you yeah. said, it could be it could be that anything. You know, yeah, he's yeah. ready to come back and uh, show himself, which I think, yeah, I think that's happening too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean look, look at the, the the signs are there if we ask God to reveal them. And look, I mean, he's just you know, yeah, like the change of the seasons. If we look and we really open our eyes, we can see that. Yeah. Um, it, it's also it could be a possibility that you know uh, that he has to push us so far where the unbelievers and he uh, then he does a miracle for this country. It could be a possibility too, yeah. Where where they where he shows them like wow, there is a God. Look what he did for our nation. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that probably through this is going to be saved as well. No, I think so too, and I think um, especially for Christians. Um, he's really trying to get us to raise up to where he is because you know we've been slackers yes and 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 this is me too i'm not like trying to slamming everybody but myself too Mm -hmm. we just stayed on the same growth track for so long and the same linear teaching and the same linear um belief system and um you know we haven't even elevated ourselves and you know raised up to where he is and um i think he's really trying to get a hold of us because he wants the glory his glory to shine through us so like you said like people are are looking going oh my gosh how you know they want he wants to show them that your life is different Mm -hmm. if you're a believer and you know right now if you look at most believers their life isn't very much different from anybody else's you know they still are sick still have lots of troubles in the world and you know yeah yeah lots lots of different stuff going on with them even though they you know have maybe have a faith and a under a belief but too i go back to the fourth to why are even we as christians accepting that lifestyle and accepting that in our lives why are we accepting illness and accepting that as part of being a christian when jesus already overcame that for us so it's kind of a i think that's the uh uh i think that's satan putting that those thoughts in our 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 ears our mind yeah Yeah, no for sure and and really giving him too much power 
Yes. Because I know um, I've done it myself before, but you always hear like, you know, oh, I'm being attacked or whatever. Well, yeah, you are. But the reason you're being attacked is because there's an opening for attack. So let's look let at your you. guard down. Let your guard yeah. down. So, yeah. yeah. Let's look at you and see where the opening is. So then you're not susceptible to the attack where, you know, a lot of us as Christians just like, I'm under attack. I'm under attack. It's all the devil's fault. Yeah. There's no personal responsibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think a person, if they feel they're being attacked? I, I think, I think we're all attacked every day in some kind oh, of yeah. way or form. No. Um, but if there's like a major warfare going on, not only do you get down on your knees and pray, but what do you suggest that that the person starts to, uh, get some relief so to speak or you yeah know, no i know how would they go about doing that well i i believe um i know you've had other people on before that the a deliverance is very beneficial yes. you know a deliverance is very beneficial and just to move closer to god and to start making him your priority because through that process he's gonna start healing up those holes and those openings for attack so that they're no longer, you know, viable. Because, I mean, if we think about it, we're told to um, renew our mind and to put to death the old. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, those, yeah. those are the two things we're supposed to do as Christians. And those are the two openings that the devil uses to get to us. He uses um, the darkness, our ego, you know, the the human man, our net, yeah. our man and he and he uses our mind to attack us so um those two areas are really what you need to start looking into and see okay am i lining up with what god you know who god if, if you ask god to reveal what it is i'm sh i'm sure he'll do that for you oh yeah for sure you know you need to go on the right path yeah. i've experienced i'm sure you have too uh the more that you get closer to god and in his word the more that satan is going to attack you so it's like that can exhaust you too. So how do you handle that when you like, you know, hey, I'm I'm really into the word, I'm really into this, but yet here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. <laughs> yeah. I think well, I mean, this is just me, but I mean I get what you're I get what you're saying because it's happened to me, but I think for me especially, it's kind of like not I don't want to give my power away to that. So right. if I see it coming it's kind of like get behind me and mm -hmm. i don't give it attention you know you have because no power think, over yeah yeah because yeah, i think if we give it the more attention we give it the more power it has to infiltrate and get in you know get get on us but to again you know just because you're in the word and you're a christian and you're doing close to god until we get that our soul healed up there's always points of um, attachment or attack in within us, you know, so yeah. I know part like, of the uh, pruning, so to speak, right? Yeah. So the pruning and I know, you know, just putting the sh shed blood over you every day and, you know, trying to stay as connected as you can. But I think too, for me, what I recognize, as long as I'm on my go growth track with him and it doesn't have to be crazy fast, it can be slow and easy, but as long as you're willing to be on a growth track, that seems to um, put stuff at bay a little bit better. It's kind of when you get settled, comfortable, 
content, that's when it seems like the attack is more likely to get in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that uh, if life's going well, you're going to be attend to be distracted and forget about doing the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then along comes something bad, and then that's what wakes us up again, and we we're back to God again. You know, he's such a loving God. Thank goodness for that. No. If that was me, I would get tired of it. You know what? You keep coming back to me, and I'm really getting sick. But he's not like that. You know? No, not at all. You know, he's, you know, but that's that's what the, the devil will do. He'll continue to send his demons and, and just continue to attack you, attack you, attack you. Anything you think like a, a, a special, not a special, but how to like uh, when you wake up in the morning to, to be on the right frame of mind? Mm -hmm. Is it a good idea maybe like to pray to God that, you know, he, he protects you? I'm sure I'm sure this is a good idea, but protect you from all the evil, you know, and, and temptations and what the plans are for the devil today that, that doesn't happen, that kind of a thing. Do you think that helps you? To, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certain it does, but I, I might be a little different in that I tend to focus not on the evil and mm -hmm. I tend to focus on being like um toward the love side of things um and it's not like and i don't want to be like i'm ignoring that that's a fact that that's out there because i'm yeah. not but um i just have a tendency to be tried in the morning when i wake up being gratitude um i still put on you know put on the full armor and all that i yeah. I, I do that but i just want to make sure that my focus isn't on fear because I've learned and I've seen per firsthand what can happen to somebody when their focus is on fear. And it's not even, it's not even a fear. It's kind of like, even like Job. I don't know if you've, you know, mm -hmm. if we look at Job, God allowed the devil to come in there. But what a lot of people don't pick up on is the one statement he says, what I feared has come upon me. Mm -hmm. And I think that just that opening of any sort of fear just allows, um, you know, when, and we're all going to have fear, but I think it's that persistent thought of fear, of fear, um, that really gives a stronghold and a foothold for, um, you know, attack and stuff like that. Yeah. And again, you want to, the devil's really good about fear, putting that in us and that can make mm -hmm. us really weak, you know, and make us, not uh, withstand the uh, the armor of God. And you were talking about putting on the full armor of God. Yeah. Tell, tell people how do you go about doing that? Well, it wasn't, I don't remember who I was listening to. I probably was listening to somebody. I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, I just lay there in the morning and first being gratitude for whatever. And then I just go through that verse that says, I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness the belt of truth, the boots of peace and the sword of the spirit. That's kind of, I just visualize that putting on all those pieces. And then I just, um, wash myself in the shed blood of the lamb and, you know, say a few prayers of gratitude or whatever and start my day. So it's that's not awesome. done. Very awesome. long. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome advice. And I said, and I haven't been doing that forever. I don't know where I can't remember where I came across that, but someone mentioned that they did that. I'm like, oh, that's so good. So I started doing that maybe only two months ago. Have you seen a difference? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like yes, I have. 
a lot, a lot, I mean, just like a more peaceful day and um, setting my, it sets my intention in the right place, I think. Yeah. It's, you, Cause you know, I think it's easy, like we said, to get caught up in fear. And uh, if you maybe just do that, it, you just kind of put like that. Um, I like, I like to turn that energetic shield around you. Yes. Yes. To bounce stuff off. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. You definitely need to do that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's, but I mean, there's some, you know, there's all kinds of ways, you know, everybody has their own way. There's not a one way, but that's just something I heard and it kind of resonated with me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try that and see how yeah. it goes. So yeah. yeah. Kind of easy. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Uh, I'll definitely be trying that. That's a, that's a good way to go about doing it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just along this, I know we kind of go everywhere, but, Along these lines, I just think um, if I can give any word of advice that I've been really receiving um, in my quiet time and stuff, it's that Christians give too much of their power away to the devil. Yeah, they and, don't realize how much power they have, right? Yeah, and the you know Jesus has already overcome, and you know, not to say that there aren't, you know, not to say that you're not going to be have problems or anything like that but when we just give our power away and like focus on two things happen we bring more of that into our space and then also we don't take the responsibility for the condition of our soul and our lives because we're blaming we're we're the victim of the devil you know what i mean by that oh yeah absolutely yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's, it's always easy for us to just, just surrender to him and just, you know, but there's sometimes you probably feel that, uh, uh, you're so overwhelmed and drowning. <laughs> you just, you feel like you're in that bottom of that pit. It's like, I don't, yeah. And you don't even know how to pray. How do you, how do you suggest for someone who doesn't even know you're out of, you're, it's so bad. I've experienced this. I've experienced that too. Yeah. You just don't know what to say. So you know what I do? I just say the Lord's prayer. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That covers everything pretty much, right? That does cover everything. And another thing, I mean, I don't know. I mean, every, lots of people have different thoughts about praying in the spirit. That's another thing that if you're familiar with. That no, share that. Share that. So, so, what exactly is that? Well, it's just like, um, I guess, uh, I wasn't, I guess the Pentecostals and stuff different, they would put pray in tongues and stuff like that, which I was never really um, aware of um, until I opened my mind up a little bit to that. And so it's not something I do like a lot, but every once in a while I'll feel a call to do that. And it's not very often really, but um, that's, what praying the spirit is it's like it's kind of just it's like a a groan it's almost like a groaning from from the inside out kind of um so that sometimes will do it but the one thing that i think works better than anything in those situation is praise mm -hmm. um and even in the most dire circumstances if you can just get to a praise a place of praise um and just and I guess it takes so much faith to do that because when you're in the, you know, when you're, you know, so when, down, you're yeah. pit, when you're in the pit, it's hard to think of how to praise. But if you could just be like, oh, 
kind of like a surrender price, you know. Yeah. There's nothing more I can because when you're in the pit, there's really nothing more you can do. No, you, <laughs> you, know? you can't get out of it. You, you know, can't Jesus get out of there. So it's like it. you can stay there in Waller as long as you want, but yeah. if you just surrender it to God and be like, I'm just giving this to you and I'm going to yeah. praise you because I know you're going to take care of it. And even if you have to fake it till you make it, you know. Yes. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't say it like, like that uh, phrase, but it's kind of true. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you have to do that just to, yeah. to yeah. get by. I thought it's, this is a really cool, I mean, it's kind of a slay story, but I taught high school for a lot of years. And I was just teaching, I don't remember what I was teaching on particularly, but I taught a lot of bit of underhanded, you know, ways to get to get them to start feeling the presence out there and whatnot. But this one girl, she grew up in a really abusive home and ended up in a foster care system in like a, a home of some sort. So she had a pretty tough life and she was a pretty much a character, you know, being raised like that. You could see that she had had it pretty rough, but one day she just said, um, she wanted to tell a story and we're like, okay, I think I was talking about self-esteem and stuff like that. And when you're really feeling down and she just shared with the class that she was suicidal and um, like in the pit of a pit. And she said her counselor told her to just write down one word, one thing she liked about herself and put it on her mirror and repeat that every day. And so she said, I couldn't think of one thing I liked about myself. She goes, other than I had pretty eyes. And she said, so I just wrote that. And so, so she said, every day, I just looked at the mirror and I said, I have pretty eyes. I have pretty eyes. Well, long story short, she was faking it till she made it. And then she said, you know, after that, I kept thinking of other things I liked about myself. And I think even with God, when we're in the pit, if we can find one thing to fake it with him about in praise, then, you know, that one thing over and over and over then before long, it's going to be two things, three things. And then before long, we're out of the pit, you know, because he's lifting us out. So uh, essentially starts with ourselves, right? If we feel bad about ourselves and, you know, we feel not confident, we feel like we're failures, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to figure out our purpose. If, you know, if, you know, I struggle with that. And I think a lot of us do, you know, and, and uh, you know, and that can like, you know, it's like, well, why am I even here? I'm not doing, I don't feel I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I think it starts with ourselves and, you know, because uh, we judge ourselves, don't you think? We judge yes, ourselves yes. and uh, we knock ourselves down so much that we can't help others. No. And then and then we're judging others, right? I think we're judging yeah. others because we judge ourselves. Yes. Does that make that, sense? No, for sure makes sense. That's what I think even the. Uh, when it, you know, it says in the Bible that Jesus is the, the judge. Well, I take that a step further and say, it's the Jesus within you that's the judge. And, you know, he is, he's, you are so much harder on yourself, basically. And when you're judging others, you know, that's just coming back on you and you're just judging yourself twice as hard. Absolutely. That's so true. So true, I Pamela. Jesus, because a judgment is not a loving spirit <laughs> you know but yeah. the, i think judgment is from um the dark you know the oh dark. absolutely yeah so absolutely not, again that's that's the that's uh the demons and the yeah. you know the devil and his demons putting thoughts in your head saying like yeah you're you know what is your purpose you're nothing 
yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, other people don't care about you. And that's another yeah. thing I struggle with, too. I worry about what other people think sometimes. Yeah. No. And a lot of times I'm to the extreme. I don't care what they think. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you can see that on my show, a lot of things, you know, and it, 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 it's, it, that can be good and that can be bad, too. Yeah, you know, that's a struggle. I mean, I yes. think that's a, struggle a lot of people face. And I know I've I've done that and still have times where I get caught up in that. So, yeah, that's not. Yeah, because yeah. there's a difference between uh, speaking the truth and j just not caring what you say. And I have to watch that. And the Lord will remind me, OK, you're crossing the line. <laughs> you're crossing the line <laughs> move back move back you know yeah. okay yeah. well but too i think and i think it's a good i think a lot of times like when we've suppressed ourselves so much for so long because of people pleasing or wanting to be pleasing to others you know or what they think sometimes we have to go to that opposite extreme to break free from that and yes. then then we write back to the more the more moderate grounds you know because <laughs> i know for me someone who kept my mouth shut her whole life and you know was like kind of cowered down to authority one one day i was being attacked by someone and the lord was like okay here's your opportunity and i just had and i knew i knew for me it wasn't even that i was really that angry but i knew for me it was a moment of breakthrough so i just unleashed on this person like nothing be you know just like unleashed and i remember even after i unleashed him i was almost laughing and it's terrible but i was almost laughing inside because i knew that that was something i had to do yes or to break that pattern of always yeah down. i don't think god wants us to lay down like a dog to yeah there. you know he wants us to do you know defend ourselves stand up for ourselves stand up for him yeah you know and uh and I think if we do, and it's hard with when you have a temper, you know, you'll slip and do things not the Christian way because you're yeah. only human. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you you can't let people walk over you. You can't let people. There's people out there that think they can just say what they want to say. Yeah. It's like they have authority over you. They have authority mm -hmm. over your life. Yeah. Uh, I've learned too the hard way, and I know this is terrible, and maybe this is wrong. I can't even share good things in my life with some people because they'll find something criticism to tear it down and take and try to destroy my goal in my life. So I'm at sometimes I'm saying I'm not sharing that. I'm not sharing it because all they are going to do is again thinking they have authority and they can speak what they want to speak. If you have opinions and it, oh, I, I I only give op opinions if someone asks me, and mm -hmm. that's out of respect. Yeah, you know? no. everybody everybody has different opinions. It may not be right, you know. There's difference mm -hmm. between advice and opinions. Mm -hmm. But you know, there, there's these people out here. I have friends, I have family members too that just think they can just blurt it out and just say you know what they want. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care about you know anything. And uh, you know, how do you handle that, Amanda? Have you come across that? Excuse uh, me, Pamela. Okay. Amanda, what the heck? I know it's okay. <laughs> okay, your name, your last name is uh, Amanda. You probably think about that if he was like just beating you up. No, I'm <laughs> so how, uh, Pamela, how would you, how would you, how do you handle that situation? Okay, two things here because this is going to seem a little bit different, maybe to some people. Eat, take a, 
take an evaluation of yourself. And I think this is where I was going to say Jesus is the judge here because Jesus is, um, he wants you to bring awareness to you. Okay. So when it says Jesus is a judge, it's the Jesus within you that's trying to bring awareness to where you maybe need some change in action or change in attitude, change in behavior, stuff like this. So if something like that's coming at me and I keep finding myself in those same repetitive patterns, maybe from different people, I always kind of just kind of start asking, okay, why is all of this coming around to me? And kind of observe what is my normal response to that okay so like the person i was talking about before my normal response to that person would be to cower down and to be quiet and so god in his love doesn't want me to play small and to let people abuse me so he's gonna send me people to abuse me attack me trying to get me and to, it could be loved ones it could be yeah, someone no, close it's usually the people closest to yes you. so that's one one way to look at it is like okay i'm gonna keep getting that until i behave differently and react differently and you know in some cases it might be setting boundaries it might be you know having a different thought process about them or something like that you think they're toxic people too i mean there's oh, you know, sure. I, god sure. want god yeah. removes people from your life if yeah, he knows no. that uh uh they're going to destroy you and you know yeah. and be very toxic what's yeah. bad is some of those toxic people can be family members that's no, a tough that's one true. that's true and my other thing i was going to say along these lines is Sometimes those people are reflecting something similar in you that you don't realize you have because you can't see yourself. So I'm not saying that you're like you particularly are always running people down or right. whatever. But in some instances, those people that are coming at you are showing you you have some similar qualities that God's trying Good to. Point. Good point. Of, and he's, he's letting you because you can't see yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't see yourself, so maybe he's bringing the similar people uh, in your life to show you what you're 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 similar to them. Is that yeah, what you're just, no. and it's not like it's it's a loving. It's really kind of a loving thing, even though it doesn't feel loving. But he's just like, going, hey, look here. This is something that we need to get rid of in you. You know, this is something that's not um, serving your highest good anymore. Uh, why don't we, you know, get rid of that? Um, you know, and, and or two, it's like you need to respond different because there's times where you have to place boundaries um, because maybe you've been a doormat all your life or, you know, so there's different ways to look at it. But I would guarantee most whatever is coming into your space, there's a reason for it. And it's just to bring awareness to something. And then the good thing, like you were just talking about, the good thing, once you come into the awareness God usually gets those people out of your space or transforms them. Yeah. So they no longer. Hopefully if it's a family member, he'll just transform because, you know, you don't want to lose your family. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they're, if they're that toxic. Yeah. No. And, you know, usually to, you know, majority of them maybe, I don't know if all of them, but maybe some of them are, uh, maybe they're not saved. Maybe that's why, but I've seen Christians do the same thing, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I think, you know, 
every, I'm just like everybody's God's child, whether they realize it or not, you know? So sometimes it's going to take people longer to realize it than it does others. Um, and, you know, unfortunately we're at, we all act out the condition of our soul in our life. And I have a tendency to look at like really toxic people. Um, even though I don't want them around me, you know, I kind mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. I got to set some boundaries. You, Amanda, did, uh, Amanda, gosh, why do I keep calling you that? Pamela, Pamela, oh, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Pamela, um, do you, do you think, um, oh, now I lost my train of thought. So just go on. Oh my gosh. I just well, lost my train of thought. Given a second, but, um, anyway, oh, like, you know, those kind of people, you know, they're hurting, they're hurting. And so, you know, that kind of, it doesn't make it right. Their actions. I'm not saying it makes it right the way they behave or the way they, um, are, but anyone who is behaving that toxic, they're hurting on the inside. Um, uh, because if you don't trans, what's the word? if you don't transform yeah. your pain, you're going to transmute it. Now so, I know what I was going to say. Uh, Pamela, what I was going to say. <laughs> um, you're going to say, I'm never going back on that show. No, right? I don't care. Um, uh, <laughs> you're saying I have been called worse. But yeah. um, what about, can't the thought, I asked the Lord, please put that thought back in my mind, and he did. Um, what about, God can bring non good non believers in your life to help you out, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, am I wrong about that? Oh, I mean, no, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that are such good people. And I'm like, man, if they only had Jesus in their heart, look what they could do with that. Yeah. Doesn't he bring, uh, uh, um, I mean, he uses people, right? No matter if they're yeah. saved or not saved. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I believe, I believe that, um, God sees the heart of the person. So, you know, even if they maybe are a non-believer, they can still be living in love. And if we consider that Jesus is love, they may not recognize him as, you know, they might not be recognizing Jesus, but they're recognizing him through love. If that's kind of different, you know, but, um, so that's why, I mean, there's so many really good hearted people that aren't in church or, you know, and I can't say maybe they have a great relationship with God that we don't know about, you know, just because. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and just because they're not in a church, we you just don't really know unless you really know their heart. Especially nowadays, uh, Pamela. I mean, uh, the way my eyes were open up about the way the church teaches, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of hard to find a real good Bible believing Holy Spirit church now. You know, and that mm -hmm. that's tough. But yeah. like, you're right; it doesn't mean because you can worship the Lord anywhere you want to, but I think, you know, he really wants us in the whole body. He wants us all together because that's like a healing. I always call it the spiritual hospital. It's like going to the hospital you know, yeah. to, 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 to get a healing. You're going to need that for Monday and the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, you know, being around like-minded people, um, obviously is a benefit, yeah. but I can yeah. also see what's going on in the church is that, um, they're too close minded to God's ways. And so that's hindering a lot of them from going higher. And uh, I think it's part of this judgment on this, on this country. I mean, the, 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 the cleansing he's, he's dealing with the church and yeah. I call it, you know, you heard of the deep state. There's a deep yeah. church too. There's a deep no, there church is. too. 
there is. And yeah. I, I don't want to sit here and badmouth the church or bad. No, 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 no. But you know, the, what I recognize just from being around a lot of, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this, this is what happens to me. God pulled me out of church for a while and started teaching me some different ways that maybe the church doesn't necessarily grab hold of yet, which is fine. But when I go back into church, what happens to me is their closed mindedness makes me start judging and doubting what God has showed me, which is not good because I mean, I'm having personal experiences over here. So it just, it just like squeezes the experience of God instead of opening the door and letting it flourish um, just because their, their belief structure is so in the box and so limited. Um, and they don't even realize it. Not, and I'm not, you know, I was that person. I didn't realize it either, but um, it's, uh, you know, my wife and I eventually uh, we we've now just now because of when, <laughs> when they did the uh, COVID thing and plus my hours of work was hard for me to go to church. But my hours changed, and thank the Lord for that. He gave me an opportunity to go back to church. So we're starting to go back to church. Uh, we're not a member of any church because, like I said, it's it's we're really praying that God leads us. But it it felt right. so good just to be there. It felt so good just to be in the presence of other believers and the and the Lord. And yeah. uh, and and I want to carry that on through the whole week. I just don't want to go in there and put a band aid on my my myself and just Monday be terrible. Yeah. So you have to go into the right frame of, of mind that yeah. you can survive the entire week because the devil's waiting for you as soon as you walk out that door of that church to yeah. do some attacking because he knows especially you were been built up and he wants to tear you down again, don't you think? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean I the thing that I really like about church is like the wor the work the worship part of it and like how many people the love people have for Jesus. I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, deny that. So I think those are the greatest, um, the greatest parts of, of being with the church body. Like you said, it brings a lot of joy and all that. Kind sure of does. And then after you go, you crave it again. You forget, and you're like, I, I'm missing that. And I think that's, that's a good thing because that's the Holy spirit speaking to you, you mm -hmm. know, to, to, to come back. And, and you were talking about, uh, what was it? I'm kind of uh, the right word I'm, that you that you said. And I can't remember. Uh, what did you say that you saw in the church again that was that bothered you? Oh, I mean, I just just the close the close minded. Close minded. That's it. Close minded. So, what do you mean by closed minded? Can you explain that? Can you give some examples? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, my the close-mindedness to me, and this is just my opinion, <laughs> is they don't give, they don't have um, a big enough experience of who God is and what God is capable of doing. So they, I mean, they give a lot of lip service to the capability and who they are, but they don't see it. They don't see it. In it's kind of scripted. Not yeah, really like the Holy Spirit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of you know that's where I was getting to like the mega churches and stuff like that. It's just a sideshow. Yeah. yeah, some of the churches they have like they have. Uh, I heard one pastor say, and I think I put a clip on one of my shows. Uh, churches nowadays, he was standing up. He was tired of it. Tired of the, the today's church. And one of the things he says, 
they care more about having Starbucks in their church than they do Jesus. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They have Starbucks. Some of those yeah. places have that. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And I think just like the, um, the intimacy that God wants all of us to have isn't really preached at church. It's just kind of talk like, oh, you have to have a personal relationship with God. Okay. What does that mean? You know what I mean? They, I don't, and I don't, maybe they don't even understand what that means. It's like the Adam and Eve experience, you know, that's what we're going for here. And they focus more their attention on um, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I can't really, I can't really explain exactly how, what I'm thinking, but there's just not enough focus on the responsibility of the believer yes. to get up higher. It's yeah. like status quo thing. They just keep on the same teachings the Bible verses are all repetitive. The The Bible isn't coming alive. And, you know, because the Bible is layered. Any, anyone can root, just read a scripture, but if it's not coming from the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. And two, like, I just know for me, and again, I was I was the person in church. You, you believe what the pastor says about the scripture. You read the scripture. You're like, oh, you're in agreement with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. But then as you grow in your relationship with God, that same scripture takes on a whole nother meaning that you didn't even consider because you were too stagnant in your growth. So that's kind of what I'm meaning. Like the, the Bible isn't coming alive and evolving with the people. And so yeah. the people aren't evolving and we're not getting up to where God is and we're not seeing God's glory in the church because we're just on this shallow water mentality with him. Yeah. And I, and I hate keep using the phrase scripted, but it's like a routine, you know, it's like doing laundry. You know, you just, you, yeah. if you have that out mindset going to church, well, I'm going to go to church today. I'm going to wake up, you know, do my thing, getting ready for church, go to church, sit in a pew, listen to pastor and, 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 or, and you know, or, or do a small group thing or whatever, Sunday school, and then leave. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, if you're not going to want to get anything out of it, you're not going to, right? You're not, yeah, you know. Or walk, yeah, or walk. I mean, I think I may have even told you this last time, you know, what good is it to know the Bible if you're not going to live it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, so and that's where I think a lot of people. It's kind of like when you, go, if you have that mindset going to church, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you're like a Christian zombie, if you know what I'm saying. You yeah, just go no. there and you don't even realize that you're just like, you know, uh, I'm here, but I'm not here, <laughs> yeah, you know. Sure. And I know, like, you know, um, Christ Christianity, I think, also only picks the Bible verses that they want to focus on. And they leave a lot of really important stuff out. And that's kind of what I mean by um in the box too, because a lot of the stuff that they don't focus on is where there's some really good meat and um, they just don't go there. And so that's um, where I think God's trying to get the church to go is to get more into some different Absolutely. areas yeah. of the Bible and uh, really start putting more focus on those areas um, to raise, raise his kids up a little bit. But you know, who am I? I'm not an expert. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's a great. That's a great thought. It's a great opinion. But I think that um, if you've been taught the same thing, like you were saying, closed-minded kind of atmosphere, and like I was saying, just the the scripted or you know just the routine, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all you know. It comes. Um, I don't think God's going to judge you if that's all you know, and you're you know that's all you were taught. I think it comes with the pastor. It comes with the church leadership. They should be held just as much as accountable as we are, right? Oh yeah, no, I think I think there's that I can't remember that verse. There's a verse that talks ex- specifically about, you know, if you're a leader and you lead my children astray, you know, woe to you. <laughs> you know, so I think, you know, yeah, because they're the he holds them up to a, he he holds them up to a higher standard, right? Yeah. Cuz they're the leaders yeah. of the church. They're they're representing Physically, I guess, in a way, God, you know what I mean? You know, the yeah. No, of, of, yeah. And too, I mean, people look up to him because they, you know, they feel like they have a little, maybe a more of a connection, which that's the, per, you know, that's the people's yes. pastures are just like you and I, you know, they have to work on their relationship with God. Some do, some don't. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times I think as churchgoers, we give the patch, pastor too much power instead yeah. of, doing our own work you know we kind of get lazy and let him do it for us and teach us for us you know all that kind of stuff but i know i know one thing that's really been put on me lately too is with jesus there's freedom but there's still so much rigidity and (sighs) tying people up in the church still and he doesn't want that um and I think the church is just too black and white in their viewpoints. It's either this way or that way. There's no middle areas. And just the other day, I kind of something came to me. I kind of he was just showing me. He's like, just using an analogy. And I, I wish I could remember exactly what it was. But I was like, oh, that's good. Um, he was using an analogy for me, like of what is. I can't remember exactly what he's showing, but he's saying what is good for one person might be terribly horrible for another Mm. but yet the church decides which is right and which is wrong he says i'm an individual god i work with people individually and for the church to put on people that this is the way they're supposed to behave or do or what he goes that is just you know too rigid and too Mm -hmm. confining um Mm -hmm. that you know, my ways are different. And so with this person, they're allowed to go do this because it's not detrimental to their soul or to their life. But over here, if this person does it, it's detrimental to them. So he said that rigidity of right, wrong, good, bad, whatever, he said that's really a big hindrance because it only brings judgment you know, um, and it, and he wasn't saying like, you know, of course we know like killing, something, like, not like the Ten Commandment kind of stuff, but it's just the other smaller things that um, we deem right or wrong. And, in, and a good example would be like um, so many churches are like, you cannot drink, you know, and, you know, yeah, if drinking is harmful to your soul and going to be problematic for you, you should probably not drink. But does that mean everyone who drinks is a sinner because 
know, a lot of people can go have a drink and yeah. not if be. If you hungry. abuse it, I mean, if you abuse it, I mean, the Bible commands, you know, you know, you know, yeah. be drunk, you know, and um, so it, yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. Just sure. Yeah, it's a great example. That's a great I example. One to conjure up because you know, but you know, there's lots of church people who would go, "Oh, you're having a beer." Mm, you know. Oh yeah, judgmental. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I know a lot of church people who are in churches like that, and they pretend like they don't drink, but then when they're alone or with their family, oh uh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Ever, I could care less, but you know, it's kind of like it's you know it's they're just so you know if they have to hide that part of themselves that enjoys a beer because of their church family that's I, not it's you, it's 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 funny you say that because it's uh uh one of the churches we went to when we lived out east there's a liquor store right across the street of the church parking lot mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of funny. You, you get out of church and you think you see them going to the to the liquor store <laughs> afterwards, which is fine. But it's just kind of you know what I mean. It's just it's just funny that uh, you know. And then it, yeah, you 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 feel like you know kind of weird. Well, church, my church is over there. I'm not going to go to this liquor store. I'll go to the one down the road. <laughs> no, true. But I mean, she's an example because that might not. That's oh yeah, it's a great I'm example. Saying. It's a but great example. That's not yeah. what you told me, but I can't remember. Exactly. Same thing with tat. Same thing with tattoos. You know that yeah. kind of thing. You know, yeah. it could be anything, anything, yeah. no, you know, sure. people judge people why they look, look yeah. like you, you, I, I've seen some wonderful bikers with tattoos and leather jackets that are Christians and doing the word of God. Oh yeah. And then here's like, just on the flip side of that, I went to a church where there was a pastor that was all tatted up and he was a great guy, but yet he would like talk down to people if they were, um, I can't, I can't, I mean, but you know, he would choose his own Bible verses to talk down on. And I'm like, dude, it says in the Bible, you're not supposed to, you know, tattoo your body or whatever, which I don't care. But you know, it was like that double standard. It's like, oh, it's part of the like tearing you down, not instead of building you up, right? Now, my tattoos are okay, even though I'm not supposed to do it in the Bible, but this because you're divorced or whatever, you know, that's not okay. So it's kind of like, you know, God doesn't want that kind of rule. He's like, I don't You're have tattoos on your new body when you go to heaven anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's old. That's Old Testament. You know, that's Old Testament. Yep. We're beyond that now. We're into the new covenant of. And then like, like, like to what you were bringing up earlier, that's what we what you think. And I agree with you that that's where God's bringing us. That's the whole point of the New Testament is Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know that's the and that's where we need to be. That's where we we need to to, to focus is 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 in that New Testament. I mean, it's still, I'm not saying don't pay attention to the because God's word's God's word. You know, you know yeah. the the Old Testament as well. But you know, there's a difference between living in the old and and living in the new, right? Yeah, for sure. And two, you know, when you're looking at the word, you have to consider the times of those days and what stuff meant in those days. You know. You know, John was like, no women should serve in, in church. Well, in those days, a woman wasn't, you know, kind of a low-class citizen. Does that mean even today no women are supposed to serve in church? You know, so you kind of have to take some of that stuff and go, okay, what was going on at the times? What was the symbolism at the time, you know? Because you don't carry – he doesn't want you to carry forward all that rigidity and judgment, you know, that they – the Old Testament had, you know, more of 
the rules and regulations stuff that right. uh, Jesus was trying to get rid of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we, we were talking earlier of the show about, you know, uh, uh, living in like the revelation times and stuff yeah. like that. How does someone understand revelations? It is such a hard book to understand. Hard all, book. all the analogies and all the phrases and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. Is there a re is there resources out there, the books that help that translates revelations? You know, I, I had the same trouble a lot with that because I would always be like, Oh, what in the world? But, it's like reading Greek. It's like reading. You know what I mean? It's like literally you don't. You don't know. know. You don't know what he's. What, it's like. What does he mean by this? You know, this beast, that beast, this horse. You know, and it's like. Yeah. It's like no, what? I, I know. I came across um, a translation of the Bible, which you maybe heard of, called the Passion Translation. Oh, okay. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. It is in such simplified terms. And then their footnotes are so good. It describes like, um, like this word in Hebrew meant this and all that kind of stuff. And when I read through it with that, it helped me understand so much more. And it kind of made me not be so afraid, you know, because I think if you could read Revelations, you're like, holy crap. It's scary, right? <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It, it, makes, it makes you like be afraid of the end mm. time. But um, I do know, too, it seemed like when I was studying it last time, it just came clear to me, too, that, um, you know, if you're walking with God intimately, you're not going to have to, you're not going to have, you, all that's not going to affect you. He's going to, like, I don't know what he's going to do. If he's going to pull you out to a safe area or if he's just going to be supplying everything you need. Um, and keeping all the stuff at bay from you. But it's very clear in there that um, the tribulation is not going to affect um, the people that are closest, you know, the people that are in there. Yeah, it, yeah the tribulation is for the, uh, the evil, right? Yeah. It's for the, yeah. the you know, yeah. the devil. Yeah. You know, and unbelievers. Yeah. And uh, so I know, so that kind of, you know, if you're if you're doing the work and, uh, you know, really trying to have an intimacy with him and he knows your heart and your heart is turned to love, you know, he's going to he's going to put his protection around you. And um, so you're not going to have to be which that's kind of, you know, I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping I'm in that in that group. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, he says the gate's narrow and, yeah. you know, so. I think Christians think, oh, I'm in. No, you're not in. You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're in. Uh, right. The gate, because the there's lots of Christians, and all those Christians can't fit through that narrow gate. Um, you know, I think this is the way, I think he's really trying to wake Christians up. Like, there's more for you. There's more. And, you know, you need to be responsible and get on that narrow path and walk through that narrow gate and really... Um, come to me you know right right because you're not supposed to be living of this world you know i've already oh, absolutely. the yeah. world you know if you think if, if you really take his teachings by heart we shouldn't be sick in the body we shouldn't be you know having all these crappy troubles if we're under his care 
you know, if we're walking so intimately with him, that should not be coming into our space because we're, we're up there where he is. And, you know, just kind of, I think we touched on it last time, but you know, he just walked through the streets and people were healed. So if you're up there with him, healing's yours because you're up there with him. There's nothing, you know, the devil can't snatch you. Right. Because you're, oh, yeah. So close. So yeah. I think he's really trying to call Christians into that kind of intimacy and connection. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And so from, so, so, so from uh, the uh, revelation thing that we're talking about, tribulation and that, uh, the rap, the rapture. Let's talk about the rapture a little bit, and we'll get to the a little bit of the heaven thing. Um, what is your interpretation? Okay, when 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 he says uh, the dead will rise, but the, their souls are already in heaven now, the saved, right? Mm -hmm. So, what does that mean? Does he send their souls back down to their bodies and then they rise again? Is that what that means? What what do you what do you interpret by that? Well, my interpretive of this is very different. And, of course, I don't know if it's right, but this is kind of what I think. I think when we hear the word dead, we automatically think it's physical death. But I think it's spiritually dead. Uh -huh. And so I think when he says the rise, I think he says the spiritual dead will rise because of the glory of God. Because it's kind of like we were talking about before. If you have never experienced it or seen it, or know about it and all of a sudden it's in your face there's no denying it you know and you know he's and it says you know every knee shall bow so that doesn't mean only the people that he finds worthy are gonna bow it's every knee shall bow so I just really believe that there's something about that saying that those even who are dead to sin dead to the control of the wicked or whatever are going to wake up. Interesting. And come uh, to, you know, like I said, whether or not. Right. You know, Makes sense. That's a good point. If you, if you, I don't know if this guy talked about it, but even like near death experience people, mm -hmm. all, every single thing I've read about that and every single, they are always, always saying that your soul, you know, is always constantly lives on, which we believe as Christians. But that coming back to earth to learn and grow. And so, um, you know. Oh, the, yeah, the fellow I had on, um, he, he said, you know, it, of course, it changed his life. And he, it helped change other people's lives. He, uh, you know, people wind up being saved by his testimony, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, because if you think about it, you know, if, if all we're supposed to do is come here once and die and then wait in the ground and for Jesus to come back. To right. so be put back in our physical bodies, that doesn't seem like a loving God. Makes sense. Yeah, because you, you, I've always been taught, you know, like, oh, you're going to see the graves break open. You're going to see, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, could that be maybe the unsaved bodies that are coming for judgment? I, I, I don't. Yeah, and I, you know, I there might be more than one. You know, we kind of have a tendency to think it has to be this way and nothing. Yeah. Else. But it might be a multitude of ways. You know, mm. it could be that you know the dead the spiritually dead are going to rise it could be that he does raise bodies up out of the ground you know it doesn't have to be this or that you know if there could be more more than one meeting attached to that um you know because god's omnipresent so right 
he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> right. But That's true. I, yeah. I just know, you know, there's our physical bodies don't mean anything to God. It's our soul. Yep. So, so for him to be like raising our, our decrepitated bodies out of the ground, he doesn't care about that. He just yeah. about our soul. That's why I was so confused by that. You know, it's just like you hear different interp people interpret it different. You know, everyone yeah. says it differently. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, I, I really don't, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just know when, if, you know, if we're here on earth, when he calls us, he'll, he'll call us up. We're going to leave. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the loved ones are already up there. That's why I was confused. Why would he put them back down in the body and raise them? I don't know. It's just confusing. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's a confusing book for sure. And like I say, but that's just kind of whenever I study in it, um, the last time I was looking at it, there was just a lot of revelation about um, how a lot of times we look at revelation going out, like outside of us, like yeah. what's happening on the outer world. But there's so much going on within the person. And a lot of the revelation um, gospel is talking, or not gospel, but um, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the the yeah. word revelation the word. Yeah. Are, are actually talking about within what the what's going on within us. Um, and so that was kind of a big uh, aha moment for me. I was like, oh, now I can see that a little bit differently than what I normally thought. And like yeah. I said, and this is this is also my own personal opinion. When the rapture happens, that's when I think the United States falls because that's when the church leaves and that's when all chaos breaks out. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's you just could my opinion. Right. Yeah, you could be right. I'm like I'm. I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of hoping on the, uh, you know, that the thing that you know, I'm in a good enough space with God that He's gonna not have to make me go through the, the right, whole, right, the right. Horror times and only be able to see the glory but yeah you know absolutely. through horrible times that's when we see the glory of god too so. oh absolutely absolutely so um let's talk a little bit about heaven you know it's you like we were saying the the uh the uh de the, the people that come back i think there's a reason for that it's to 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 share witness mm -hmm. to, to tell people there is hope there is there is uh you know, uh, uh, a pl that that place exists. You know, yeah. Uh, um, what are your thoughts about? Um, it's, it, I just can't comprehend what it even looks like. Um, they, you know, the Bible says about the pearly gates. Uh, the mm -hmm. fellow that I talked to, uh, R Randy K, he didn't mention about going through pearly gates and being mm -hmm. checked in by Saint Peter. Uh, mm -hmm. He maybe because that was just probably temporary maybe that's why he didn't go through that maybe uh, because he just said jesus brought him up there and you know and he shared his experience mm -hmm. um it, 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 the book of life is that is that really uh uh when you're up there is like saint peter is he really like checking that out and like it's like it's almost like santa's naughty list <laughs> yeah I, yeah that's something that i don't know i mean yeah i don't know about that um because if you're already saved, why would you need to be checked in? He already knows you're saved. Yeah. I mean, just this is my um, thoughts on it. Just because, again, it's not any personal experience of this, but just because I was such a student of near-death experiences when I was younger, um, that 
and to some some revelation as i read to since then has kind of reinforced reinforced some of that but um god you know says we my kingdom has many mansions and i i really had a revelation about yeah like there's so much more to god's kingdom you know or you know heaven than we even know like and most of us are probably just stuck in the foyer you know and mm -hmm. he wanted to take us to other dimensions in his kingdom and you know they always talk about um heaven on earth and i know a lot of people with near-death experiences are talking they say you know heaven is on the a part of heaven is on the earth but there's like they talk about like i don't know if they call it layers or dimensions yeah, yeah it's like three heavens or something like that three yeah. heavens and ten i don't know but you yeah. know they, every person that i've ever read talks about the different levels um of heaven per se so and i think that kind of correlates to god saying you know i my kingdom has many mansions that's kind of the correlation that i get with that and you Makes know sense. so i think i think you know heaven is obviously you you read in the bible about the glory of god and the angels and like unexplainable or even nothing that we can even fathom i don't think till we actually experience it and i think that's what even the near-deathers say there's like there's no words in our language that can describe what i saw you know or the yeah. colors, or the colors i saw or the love that you know was there i think that's the yeah uh, yeah definitely yeah you're that's more than anything you're an experience right yeah and i think that's the thing that um i think love is the overriding factor of everything you know of whether or not what kind of heaven experience you're gonna have is based on what kind of love you have in your soul and so i know that's what the, a lot of near-deathers say you know depending on the levels of heaven depends on the level of love that you have. And, you know, the goal is to get, you know, all the way up to like Jesus level, I guess, or God level. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's not a competition, but I know I've, I've read so much about that, that it makes sense. You know, if you could consider that we're all souls and we are come down to earth, to learn how to love better and you know and just from human nature yeah, yeah. you hear people changes their lives they, they yeah. have a total different outlook they treat people differently they you know yeah i'm sure they have more peace because they saw they saw what you know what is up there you know what yeah. is promised you and know? I, like i've known a few people that have had near-death experiences and they're like i didn't want to come back and i think that happens a you, lot you hear that all the time no yeah you don't want to go back yeah. they, the joy and the bliss is so Yep. you know phenomenal that you don't want to come back so absolutely absolutely yeah it's just yeah and that's a comforting too you need like you miss a loved one you're saying well they don't want to come back anyway and yeah. why would you want them to come back yeah no, you know they're having you know. the bliss and the joy of of everything yeah so no i think you know heaven's just one of those mysteries that we're not really going to understand until we no, no we just yeah out. it's just it's a, but it's i think that's why god allows those ex people to have, have those experiences oh, to help sure. us to understand it better because it's it's so you know it's hard to comprehend 
it is so real. Like you and I are talking right now, you know, it's just that, that, you know, they experience that, you know, you hear people saying that, no, it wasn't a vision. It wasn't a dream. It was real. Yeah. As real as can be, you know. No. And I think it's so interesting because there are even, I don't know. There's even been like neurosurgeons who have had, um, near death experiences. So a lot of times I know, um, people who have those, they're, they're, thought of as like oh you were hallucinating or you know whatever. oh yeah There's you always hear the excuses so, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely a lot of yeah. that like counter trying to counterbalance what they're saying and a lot of that comes from like church because you know a lot of stuff that people come back with don't fall in line with church teachings so um you know you could see why that would be oh we don't want anybody to believe that you know right but, right I had one. I had one believer tell me like, "Oh, I don't believe in that uh, uh, near death experience." I'm like, "What? You think all these people are lying? There's too many people. I mean, yeah. why, why why would you not believe that? You know, and no. like, well, like why would God do that? Why would He send and then send them back? I'm like, you're missing the message. Yeah, <laughs> you're, no. you're missing the whole point. Yeah, and that's what I thought was so cool because those neurosurgeons they like knew the workings of the brain, what could cause you to hallucinate. And when he came back, he studied his brain scans and everything. And he was like, there is no medical explanation for what I experienced when I was, you know, in, in heaven or whatever. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool that, you know, God allowed a actual scientist to kind of have that experience so he could. Come oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because they, the, they always, the scientists, you know, they're non-believers, majority yeah, of them. He they was, just, he said. You know, they, yeah, they just, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, so, you've heard about the CERN thing, right? You've heard about that, what they're doing, uh, where they're trying to open up a portal, yeah, the big yeah. thing in Switzerland. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I you don't mess read, around with stuff like that. <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but I didn't, I just was like, Someone just told me about that the other day, and I was meant to look it up, and I haven't done it. What it is, my understanding is they're trying to uh, explain, create the Big Bang Theory, and they call it the God thing. They're trying to prove God doesn't exist. They're oh. trying to, uh, and what it, what it is, it's very dangerous. They open up that portal, and, you know, no telling what kind of demons are going to come out of there, and that's probably their goal, too. They want those demons to come out. They want oh. those demons to, uh, what the Bible speaks about, where the the you know the, where, where the devil's goal is to go up there and, to, and overthrow God in heaven, you know, and that's mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to do. And they're going to fail; they will fail. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, another revelation. That's how. That's another uh, a thing. That's that's another sign from God how close we are. Yeah. No, that's true. I think we're. I think we're probably closer than we a lot. I mean, I think a lot of people think we're close, but I I kind of feel like we're moving for sure in a direction of that who knows how far down the line we are when yeah. it happens yeah. in our lifetime or our next lifetime or no, you just don't know but you know again <laughs> just refer to what uh, uh matthew 24 you know what, what he said about that it's mm -hmm. you know it's, don't panic this is what it's part of it is you know the wars rumors of wars and all this all this stuff i think we are doing i think we're doing the matthew 24 experience right now i really do because like you and i were sharing earlier it's just so quick everything's just happening it's like Satan knows he's running out of time and he's just trying to push it all so quick, so yeah, fast. I think so too. Know. Lots of there's lots of evil right now. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. More than, you know, every generation always sets experience. Well, this is the end time. This is the end time. I think this is probably the closest we're coming to uh, Matthew 24 tribulation. And I've, uh, I've ever heard of anyone, you know, even uh, people far older than me, you know, seniors that, that they'll tell you they've never experienced what they're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's interesting times for sure that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, but yeah, you're right. As far as heaven goes, it's just hard to say what we're going to uh, uh, see. Uh, un, un, you know, you can't comprehend. But people like you've talked to, and I've talked to, who, who've died and come back, it's no joke. No joke. Uh, I had another fella uh, when a business I was working in, uh, uh, I helped seniors, and. Um, he was a Christian. He was an elderly man, and he was an author. He wrote about his near-death experience, mm -hmm. and every one of them had like a, in heaven. They have a different, different uh, kind of experience, but almost the same experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, maybe God does that too because uh, to, to show all the different things that are up there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. I think. And one thing, and when I was reading just a few days ago, I was just kind of reading like um, some of the similarities between near-death experiences and stuff like that and one of the things that most of them said was there was always a, a light that met them and they all knew it was jesus yeah. and people who never had been yeah. in church, or maybe even they were muslim it's like the, the light the light uh surrounds jesus it's so big it's so yeah. They all yeah. recognize it as Jesus, even if they weren't re raised in religion, even if they were raised Muslim or Buddhist uh -huh. or whatever. They said they all recognized. It's life changing. Uh, yeah, it is Jesus and how much love was emanating from from him. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Pamela, I, 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 I don't want to take up your time. Yeah. Too much more, but I really do appreciate you coming on today. I mean, we we touched some good points. I think we we, yeah, we you know, hopefully we uh, open some people's minds up to think a little outside the box. And absolutely, maybe, maybe just absolutely maybe our discussion was just like some questions they had, even though maybe we didn't. Absolutely, that's why that's why I love having you on. We just go anywhere, and it sometimes it's nice to do that because this is so much. You know, and the Holy Spirit could be speaking to you. Hey, say this, say that. You know, you just never know who you're going to touch. You just no, never. I never never know but no. you're always welcome to come back on anytime because you have some great points and you, you encourage people and uh can't tell you how much we appreciate that well i appreciate you having me on and you know just i just say stay up my mentor always used to say stay up about the lord's business no matter what's going on so i absolutely i, I just absolutely i said on to people stay up about it and try to stay above the fear and the worry yeah. and all that and realize that you have we have power over the enemy more than yeah that. That's we realize. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, and well, we're going to do this again. Okay. Well, nice talking to you, and I'll see you next time. All right. God bless you. Same to you. Bye.